Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to your weekly edition of the Cards Cast. we got basketball resuming this week. Knock on wood, fingers crossed. I'm Cardinal Authority, Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demlin. And, and Jody, the Cardinals got a weekend off, but they didn't but they were able to kind of focus on themselves. 8-1, uh, and 3-0, and oh, and first, uh, all by themselves in the ACC, it's number 16 uh, in the AP poll, number 18 in the coaches poll, both of them coming out earlier today. Uh, so things looking pretty good for Louisville, and now they've got uh, you know two ga- two road games coming up this week at Wake on Wednesday night, at Miami uh, on Saturday. So an opportunity for Louisville to really continue the momentum they seem to be building. Yeah, a huge uh, uh, a huge jump in the in the rankings. Oh, no, what what? Oh, that was just another. Sorry, that that noise was just another women's player getting cleared from her test result yesterday. <laughs> I, I kid, I kid. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, was, uh, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, I I'm not surprised by the jump because I thought they should have been in the poll last week. I think everybody wanted to just wait and see. Uh, it, look, I've voted in AP polls before, okay, and it's it's difficult, and you don't want to. My thought, my process was always, you don't want to totally jump someone, you know, too high, and then the next week have to back them right out. I mean, I just, I, I mean, it, yeah, whatever. The, but that's that's always been that was always my thought about it. So. Um, I think they did it. I think Louisville was too low last week. They should have been in the poll. And this week, it shouldn't have been as big of a jump as it was. It should have been from like 19, like 22, 20, 21, 22 to, to 16. And that's fine. And I, and I think that Louisville is in a pretty good spot right there. And quite honestly, I'm not, I, 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 I think they're about right. You know, I mean, I, I think we, yeah. I think they've got a lot to prove still. They still got a lot of room for improvement. And, uh, and I think that they're probably one of the, as we said last week, they, those two teams that played last Wednesday night were one of the top four teams. They were two of the top four teams in the ACC, and I still feel that way. Yeah, I, Jody, I totally agree with you. You know, last week I was a little bit surprised that they weren't in the top 25 in the Associated Press poll, uh, squeaked in, in in the coaches' poll at number 25. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that they're about right uh, at this point, and you know, and maybe it's because you know. I, I, there weren't too many believers because of the injuries that, that Louisville had. But even with that, I think that speaks even more volumes to what Chris Mack has been able to do with this squad this year. Obviously, the Wisconsin loss might have been you know, lingering in some of the minds of the voters. But to, even with that, that's, you know, that should have at least one, if not multiple, asterisks you know, next to it because of you know, coming off of the, the, the long pause and, and Charles Min- or no, excuse me, well, Charles Minland wasn't there, but Carly Jones. Uh, not playing. So um, I agree with you. I think Louisville is about where they should be at this point. Um, and they've got a op- great opportunity to to continue to cement themselves uh, as one of the top teams in the ACC. Uh, I think they've got two games coming up that are both winnable this week. Uh, they're, they're, I think they're playing really well. Uh, I think, you know, even though um, you know, there was, I guess, a continuing of a trend where you, you see them struggle in the last few minutes of the game, 
I think that to me, from what I've seen, when you look at the uh, you know 40 minutes as a whole and how this team has responded to runs, whether it be starting off you know 11 points in the hole or run midway through the second half, whatever the case may be, this seems to be a team that is responding to those kind of ad- adverse situations a lot better than maybe they did last year. Um, you know, and that's a positive sign, especially when you got such a young team. You know, and then plus, you know, I think when when I look at this, you know, the Virginia Tech game, uh, you know, the whistles did come into play and that certainly helped the uh, comeback there as well. But um, I like the direction of this team. I like the, the confidence that they're building. And if and if you can get guys back, you know, if Charles Minlin's able to come back this week, which Chris Mack sounded pretty hopeful about it, um, you know, they could take another impressive step forward this week. Yeah, and I do think Charles Minlin will be back this week. Um, I, I, I do think that um, I think this team is playing a little bit right now or have been playing a little bit right now with – the the lower expectation i don't know that there's ever a low expectation in a louisville program but i don't think that you know they weren't ranked there was not a whole lot of pressure on them i'm interested to see this week now as a ranked team um what will what will happen this is a big stretch because they go wednesday at wake forest at 8 30 saturday eight o'clock miami monday home at seven o'clock against the florida state team that thinks they're going to be able to play midweek this week, but still has been shut down since early January. So that is a huge three game stretch. And if you break these uh, segments down, these, these schedules down into segments, and we did that, uh, we did that a, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe was it, I guess it was last week. We did that last week. Um, uh, let's see. We had one, two, three, four, five in this segment. And now it's only going to be four. Louisville's 2-0, and and remember we said if they can get three or four wins out of this five-segment set, then uh, then yeah. they were going to be sitting pretty good going into the, the, to, into the next one, which we called a three-segment, which was the three uh, home games, Florida State, Duke, and, and Boston College, which are much more difficult to me uh, than that. I, I just – I like where they're at. Let's let's let me get a couple things out of the way here real quick. I do think Charles Menlin will play this week. Um, I do think uh, that Louisville will have a decision to make on Malik Williams um, the first or second week of February, which would put him, uh, you know, around the the Virginia Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, you know, those games there. And it still puts him. Um, you know, even if it was Virginia Tech and the decision makes that still puts him with, you know, six, six games, at least potentially seven or eight games left in the regular season, depending on makeups and, and that kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what Malik does. Now, if it was any other year, I think Malik Williams would shut down and not play, even if he's not coming back. OK, even if he's not coming back, which I don't know that at this point he knows for sure that he's coming back or not next next year. I think in, in any other season, he would already right now say, I'm done, I'm out for the year, I'm just going to rehab, and then I'm going to make a decision at the end of the year. I do think because it is this weird year when everybody gets a free year, basically, um, even if he comes back for the last two or three regular season games of the season, he's that kind of kid. He's that kind of leader. I think that that happens. There's nothing he would want more. Uh, obviously, he would want, yes, he would want to come back on Wednesday night if he could do that. But uh, a return game late in the season, if it lingers out, uh, think about that. Think about his return game being 
at North Carolina or at Duke mm-hmm. late in the season when uh, when Louisville's got a, a chance to win, uh, you know, an ACC championship. And, uh, you know, the potential is there for this team to make some strides and, and continue to grow and get better. There's a long way to go, but if they can get Malik back just for some, and I, I do, I think he's going to play some this year. I just don't know that it's going to be as soon as everybody wants it to be. And one other thing, just forget about that Greensboro game unless something weird happens and they get a whole week of no of no game, ACC games. They're not going to schedule another non-conference, I don't, I don't believe, because everybody else is in their conference play. Everybody else is is in the same boat and you only lose one. So that's a pretty good. That's not a bad deal for Louisville to only lose, you know, one game with NC State and Georgia Tech. There's always the potential for them to make those up. They will continue to monitor. And as things progress, um, and I think who was it today? Was it somebody today or yesterday? Somebody somebody just went on pause. Oh, no, Clemson's coming back off of pause is what it is, I, I believe. Clemson's coming back off of pause, and then also, and which is crazy that Louisville doesn't play Clemson until March, and that's the only time that we play them this year. Um, and and Florida State's coming back on pause. If anybody else goes on pause, you could see Louisville try to the, the ACC sneak in those games uh, at you know at some point where where there's an open date. I don't think Louisville, um, I don't think Louisville will have another game canceled that they don't have another game switched into that spot unless it's just hey you're the only two teams that aren't playing you know here on a Saturday or on a Wednesday or on a Tuesday or whatever kind of thing so the the ACC will do everything that they can uh, to make up games and remember from January 23rd to January 30th that's a Saturday to a Saturday Louisville um, has uh, an, an off there they're off there that's because they've got some games you know in the in the play but uh uh, they're going to do everything they can to make up these games. It's just going to be hard to get them in. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, and, and it, it is what this this it's what is really defining this year. I mean, uh, as we've seen, you know, with with football and now through basketball, it's just you got to be flexible. You and you, you have to be able to kind of be patient uh, with how things are going. Um, to go back to your your point on Malik and, and getting back, you know, I think one thing we also need to to keep in mind, and, and we saw this with Carly Jones when, when he came back, well, as when really with the entire team when they returned uh, from their lengthy pause, you know, now that we've got Charles Minlin appearing, sounding like he's going to make an appearance this week, is as much as we had hoped them to be in 100% game shape as, as they were when the season started, you know, these guys that have been out, you know, they've got to shake some rust off. Um, so even if Charles returns this week, which it's likely, um, how much, how many minutes he plays is, is you know, to be determined on how much his body can handle, you know, and the same will be the case uh, with Malik Williams when that point uh, eventually rises. So um, hopefully when those two do make their transition back, you know, they're able to shake it off pretty quickly and start making uh, quite an impact, you know, because, you know, I think if you add those two, uh, you know, I, I think this is Captain Obvious speaking, but I think if you add those two to this roster, then it really makes Louisville a much dangerous team once you talk, you know, start thinking about the postseason as well. And, you know, and Jody, I was, low, you know, I'm skipping through the ACC stats earlier today, and some things jumped out at me, um, you know, that I think, you know, are quite impressive. Obviously, we, we know Carly Jones is putting it in the bucket. David Johnson's putting it in the bucket. Both of them rank in the top 20 scoring in the league. What's impressive to me about those two is those two also appear in the top 20 in the league in rebounding, both of them getting over six rebounds a game. So that's your backcourt 
amongst the league's top 20 rebounders. I mean, that's, you know, that's an impressive feat. And David Johnson also ranking among the best uh, field goal shooters in the league. Jalen Withers would actually be in there if he had a couple more, you know, shot attempts per game. Um, you know, so you're seeing a lot of positive indicators with what you want to see uh, from a team that's, you know, maturing, that it, the one that's gaining experience. Withers, I meant to mention, also, you know, is in the, the top 10 in the league in rebounding. So you're seeing a lot of positive things, you know, and we talked about this last week. If you can get Samuel Williamson, you know, and shake off maybe whatever's going on in his head or whatever the case may be, and he starts to reach the potential that he's capable of and get these guys back, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be excited if you're a Cardinal fan. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt about it. Um, you're, you're, uh, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, it's, it's kind of like being a Browns fan right now. So I, you knew I had to say it one <laughs> time. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. On, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so it's, it's over and done with. I didn't mention the other. I think team. Mike Tomlin's still punting out there, but whatever. I didn't mention your team. No, no, I, I do think, um, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons. And, and look, this is, this is not, how do I say, how am I going to say this where it doesn't say, I'm not putting this team down. This is not the best Louisville basketball team we've seen. It's not probably one of the top five that we can all remember. But yeah, yeah. guess what? This team has got something that that you need when you're out there, and that's the the they've got the chemistry, they've got the cohesion, and I I do think there's something to um, they haven't been able to do as much team bonding with the staff and all that kind of stuff. But think about this during those days in June and July and August, these guys were all together as a team and they all live in the same building. So it it was, it was, they were in their room, they were doing their thing, but, but they were all together all every day. And that they, they, that's all they saw for months were each other. And so I think that there's something to that. And I, I do believe that, uh, um, I, I do believe that's that is true in this case. Quick, true and false. Church, quick, true or false question for you, Jody. Come Sunday of next week, when next time we're doing this podcast, are they still undefeated in ACC play? Uh, oh, wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'll, I'll say yes, but it's gonna be a tougher week than most people think. Wake Forest is 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 not great. But Steve Forbes does a really good job. He is, and he and Chris are, are good buddies. Um, they know each other well. Um, uh, you know, he's got a lot of Louisville. T- he's got Louisville ties. Heck, he and um, um, he has uh, was Coach Chris Jones. He was the uh, 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 was uh, was the AA or the uh, junior college coach for Chris Jones uh, when he when Chris Jones was in JUCO before he came to Louisville. I went down there and spent uh, a couple days with Chris Jones. I remember, and uh, uh, and yeah, he he was um, he was one of those he's one of those guys that's just really kind of he he's got that infectious personality. He's a really good dude, and this team's going to play hard. They're going to play really hard, and uh, and and like I said, they know each other. And uh, I don't think Wake Forest can beat Louisville. I honestly think that Wake Forest, I, I, I think Wake Forest will play with Louisville for a little bit and Louisville will win. Miami's the tough one. Miami is either helter skelter. They're either really good yeah. or they're really bad. And uh, let's just hope we get the really bad uh, uh, team because I, I don't know. I mean, I, you don't you don't know what to think about. Uh, when you watch them, it's kind of like, wh- where did this team come from kind of thing? So, yeah, I, I, I think they will be undefeated. 
Yeah, you know, and, and if so, I mean, how many people would have thought if that's the case that Louisville would be at that point, you know, going into the Florida State game? So, you know, really, you know, tip the hat to, you know, to Chris Mack and the staff and the guys for everything that they've been going through. Obviously, that, you know, they faced multiple injuries, as we've discussed, you know, the, the, the layoff due to the COVID situation. You know, so, I mean, they've done a fantastic job to this point and, and knock on wood, you know, the guys will stay healthy and they'll start getting some guys back. Charles Memo this, this week and uh, things will continue to, to progress uh, for the for this squad. So, again, I, you know, I'm excited. Looking forward to this week. I think it's going to be a big week. Uh, two big road games coming up. And, uh, you know, I like their chances of coming out of it 2-0, and which is better than we, we were, and you know, discussing when we did the, you know, looking at the, the segment coming up. So uh, they yeah. seem to be a, you know, ahead of uh, you know ahead of pace for themselves even so um and i should and i should i should mention that uh coach yeah. forbes and coach mack have the same agent so they know a lot about each other oh, there let's you just go. put it that way and this so. is kind of you know it's also a return home a little bit so to speak for yep. for chris mack you know i mean he and his wife used to you know they owned a home there he was on the staff there uh still knows some of the people that work for the administration so um it's probably an enjoyable trip for chris to make as well yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. So, um, all right, uh, women's basketball, just craziness. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I never get there early now because, you know, it's. I guess I need to start getting there early. But I walked in, and I was like, man, team looks short. Like, Where's like everybody short on numbers today. <laughs> what's what's going on? And then. Uh, like six or seven minutes later, they walk over to the bench and there's still nobody joining them. And I'm like, oh man. And I knew that they had, I knew they had postponed the game or pushed the game back a couple hours just because they had some testing issues is what we were told. And they were, they were doing some testing numbers and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I just thought the test results were, were late coming back, but it, it turns out that one player and, and, and there's the crazy thing because the way, this all happened. Everybody kind of knows now, you know, there was only one player missing yesterday, Alana Smith. So you pretty much know who had the symptoms and, and the, the four players that came back on the floor, you pretty much know who haven't had, who hasn't had COVID-19 and uh, yeah. they started the game with seven. And then all of a sudden Elizabeth Balagoon and, uh, uh, and Romani Parker walk out from the, from underneath the tunnel and, they're on the bench again and it's like two minutes into the game and we're like okay and then balagoon checks in yeah get in there and then she blocks (laughs) a shot and then she hits a layup and like what in the world is going on here and uh and then about that time you know you see the other two come back out on the floor as or onto the bench as well and uh and uh, almost at full squad they blow uh clemson away and, and and look this I hate it for this team. They're really, really good. Um, but the way, the way their luck has been, they've they've had terrible. We've all we all know they've had terrible luck so far. The way their luck has been, and the way their schedule has been, and the way that this week is going to be tough for them. Um, I, I I hope we see them get back into the rhythm that that I think that they can. They're not even close right now, and it's really affected their um their chemistry a little bit in their in their shooting i think though i you know once you, with you with dane evans on the floor you always have a chance they're undefeated they've got a big week coming up and they're one of the best teams in the country i just hope that we can get them we can get to see them get into a rhythm where they don't have to play five games in 10 days and they can do 
what we think they can do by playing, you know, a normal Thursday, Sunday game each week for the rest of the year. And then by the end of the season, they, they will be rolling because they are really, really talented and very deep. Yeah. Uh, slated to play Boston College on Thursday night at the KFCM Center. And then Sunday, obviously a really, really big game. Looking forward to this one. So you, you hope they could start to to find, a, you know, a little bit of rhythm before that is North Carolina State and one of the nation's top teams. Uh, comes into the building as well, so uh, you know that that was that's one that you know everybody circled on their schedule when the when the season you know started to be announced. So hopefully, you know, not again, knock on wood, doing a lot of knock on wood this year uh, that the the game with NC State, well, the both games this you know, upcoming games you know, go off without a hitch. Think about that. They played five games in ten days. Yeah, and and not one of the five games were previously scheduled. At that time, they have played 10 games so far this year, and they now have had 16 games. I counted wrong yesterday. They've now had 16 games that have been altered one way or the other by this pandemic. So um, it's just had to go out and find opponents. I mean, it's nuts. It's kind of crazy. So they're missing a game against Duke. That will not be made up because Duke quit their season. (laughs) They're missing a game against Virginia. And North Carolina and Pittsburgh, two of those three uh, at home, they're missing a game against Florida State. Now, the Florida State game has been rescheduled at home. It was supposed to be on the way. It's been rescheduled for home for February 23rd. And uh, the Miami game has been scheduled for home. And that will now be uh, on Tuesday, January 26th. So there's still three games short of what they need to be for the ACC to get that. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I think it's a matter of now just trying to play two games a week from here on out and see what you can do. They do have an opening next week. Um, They don't play during the week next week after North Carolina state. And then the following Sunday, wake Forest, so Sunday to Sunday, but they play right back on Tuesday. And so I I don't know that they'll add a game next week. And and quite honestly, they might need a little bit of a break after, after this week, because Boston college is really good. They've got maybe as far as Dana Evans is concerned, I'd be shocked if she's not ACC player of the week this week. And I'd be shocked if she's not ACC player of the year when it's all said and done. But this uh, Taylor Soul girl is legit, and she is one of the top, I'd say, two or three players behind Dana as far as the ACC Player of the Year uh, race is concerned. And, and NC State's just loaded. That's going to be a great game uh, on on Sunday at 3 o'clock, and it will be on ESPN. So um, so big time for the women. Uh, again, uh, enjoy them while you can, if you can get out there. Look, there's always for the women, they're $12 tickets. You can go to Ticketmaster and get you single game tickets if you want, if you just want to go try it. To, to be quite honest, Michael, I, I feel very safe out there. Uh, there's hardly anybody around me except the guy who wanted to come up and talk football recruiting yesterday and kind of got it right in my face. And I was kind of like, dude, it's a, it's a it's pandemic. Just back up just a little bit and we'll talk, you know, <laughs> and uh, uh, he was excited. So that was, that was good. That was all good. Um, but uh, but I, I honestly Besides somebody coming up and saying hi every now and then, really, there's nobody around to uh, to feel anything bad about. So I, I'm I'm I feel good. I feel safe. And I think most people in that arena do. And, and it was kind of funny yeah. yesterday when they all it took forever for Coach Walls. I guess he was I don't know if he was yelling at the at the doctors or what. It took forever to come back on his post game uh, and do and do post games. So he 
Um, it, we were out there like 40 minutes after the game still, and they were doing the little backpack sanitizing all the seats. And I mean to tell you, they get every one of them, even the ones that are not used. That guy goes around with a – there's two guys with a backpack, and they both go around, and they hit every seat and every spot in that arena uh, to uh, to disinfect it. And, and uh, So, again, it feels good. $12 tickets, especially this week. And instead of the uh, – in 27.58 or whatever has been, 27.94 yesterday is great attendance. But let's make it 3000 this week and, uh, and sell it out for these two games because – uh, the young ladies uh, do deserve it. Um, hey, real quick, um, as far as football is concerned, before we wrap up, um, look, it's a big coup to get uh, those 13 guys on campus. 12 are on campus oh. now. Demetrius Cannon will be on campus later this week. He he uh, actually, from what I understand, the high school he went to, he needed another course to, to graduate and and I guess in order to do it he had to go enroll in another school for a class like one last class um, in the last semester and and he was wrapping that up um, last week and and this week or not last week I guess the week before Christmas or whatever uh, but because he has a transcript from two schools he just got to cross the dots and dot the i's and cross the t's and all that kind of stuff so uh, it just takes a little bit longer for him to get all the paperwork done and he'll be here um, later this week from what I understand, but that's big to get those guys. Oh, no doubt. You know, and then you talk about the, the transfers and Brian Hudson and I'll have them all on here. I mean, the impact and the, the really the opportunity to, to start bonding with your new teammates and, and getting your eyes in the playbook and starting to know the expectations in the weight room. Those things, those are all huge things. So, you know, really you know kudos again for the football staff to get those guys in here uh, as well and you know and those are guys that are coming in with the the desire to you know make an impact it's been kind of neat to see some of the tweets from the coaches and some of the players you know as they've arrived and you know getting their opportunity to say hello to the coaches and things like that so uh they're, they're excited to get in here get to work and and before you know jody i mean we're gonna it'll be spring practice and and uh talk, people are gonna start talking about 2021 so looking forward to it um uh, there are there is you know some recruiting news. We'll have more of this at CardinalAuthority.com. But they've recently offered a couple another a uh, couple quarterbacks in the 22 class. Taven Jackson. We've had it on our message board. The kid out of uh, up in the it gets Greenwood, Indiana area. Um, yep. And then uh, today uh, also offered a candidate, a Tanner Bailey, kid out of Alabama, a uh, four-star kid uh, just recently offered today. So um, you know quarterback certainly a priority uh, in the 22 class and. You know, they're going to look at as many guys that they can find that they feel fit, uh, that can fit this offense and and try to build those relationships with them. And look, they've only offered 10 quarterbacks. I mean, that's not a lot uh, when you really think about it. Um, I think the number actually, no, I take that back. They've only offered nine quarterbacks because I always forget A.J. Duffy is so good. He has two profiles on uh, 24-7. <laughs> it's, a, it's a glitch that nobody can figure out. I can't figure it out. I've turned it in and nobody can figure it out, but he's, uh, he's listed, uh, he's listed twice, um, his profile, he's got a double profile. So, uh, I'll still try to figure that one out. But, um, uh, Jaden Maeva, I think is the other AJ Duffy and Jaden Maeva are the two guys that I think they really, um, they really like the most. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, Michael, those are guys, um, that when you, look at the uh, at the class, I think they will put the most time in with those guys. 
Um, obviously Duffy is from Moreno Valley, California and just transferred to IMG. So like we've talked several times, it'll be, it'll be very, very tough for him, you know, to get him now, uh, out of IMG is my opinion. Maeva is a kid from Honolulu who really likes Louisville, uh, and has really talked highly of Louisville. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by him. Uh, I'm also intrigued by the Sam Horn kid from down in Swanee, Georgia. And there's, uh, there's some other ones, but uh, but Tanner Bailey is a, is a good one. And Tanner Bailey would be yeah. uh, a huge get if they could just get in the door um, uh, with with uh, with him. Uh, and and it sounds like that they have a chance to get in the door with him. He's number two ten prospect in the uh, in the composite rankings, um, and uh, he has uh, eighteen offers, including Alabama and Auburn. And he's a kid from Gordo, Alabama. So you know it will be tough to get an Alabama kid out of Alabama, but, uh, but yeah, I'll be, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see, uh, uh, I'm excited to see what they can do with this class. They're going to look, it's a, it's a small class, but they're going to spend the scholarship. There's absolutely no question. A, one of the scholarships will go to the top to, to a, a, a quarterback prospect um, that will, in my opinion, I think, end up being one of the higher ranked kids in the class. Cause I think they got to go out and get a really good one. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you're a quarterback out there in the 22 class, um, Louisville is certainly one of those programs where if you're looking for an opportunity to, to climb the depth chart quickly and make an impact, Louisville is going to be one of those programs uh, for the 22 kids. So, uh, you know, the stars seem to, you know, excuse the pun, but stars seem to be aligning for, you know, bringing in a, a top notch kid. And that's what they need. They need somebody that can come in and compete right away uh, and make a push up the depth chart to, you know, and potentially become a longtime starter uh, for the Cardinals. So it's certainly um, you would think that that's a priority one a, uh, and then everything else falls below that. Probably there's probably a nice gap uh, as far as the, the, the recruiting needs for the 22 class. So uh, we'll continue to cover it all at Cardinal authority. No doubt about it. He's Michael McCammon. I'm Jody Demling. We've got, uh, we'll try to, we'll, we'll cover both of the games and hopefully have some more stuff. I've got a, uh, uh, still wrapping up some recruiting stuff and I'm, I'm, I saved one of my cool stories for last. We, I got a Terry Quinn story, Terry Quinn who played at Louisville. Now his son, uh, has nice. enrolled. Um, uh, so middle of the week, I've got, uh, a cool Terry Quinn story that'll be posting up, but he's Michael McCammon. I'm Jody Demling. We'll keep you updated on all the latest cardinalauthority.com. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.